0: We here in the U.S. Have, have also been deeply conditioned by our culture to, uh, toward a culture of individualism, of independence, and self sufficiency. So, so even if we have solved the dilemma for ourselves, that's usually all we've done. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 429. Our title this week is Sharing More Than We Need, and our Reading is from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 12, 13 through 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on go- on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable The ground of a certain man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he he said, This is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, the, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. So, a pastor friend of mine recently shared uh, some of their vocational challenges with me. Commenting on their, their congregation, they said, The challenge of my congregation is not its poverty but it's wealth. And as uneasily as we discuss our wealth or our lack of wealth in the U.S., this week's reading invites us into that uncomfortable conversation. And again, we are socialized by our U.S. culture to be uneasy here. What I want us to do this week is lean into this discomfort. The passage begins with an outburst from one of Jesus' listeners, struck by Jesus' emphasis on, on justice for those being wronged. And, and the person shouts out for Jesus to intervene with his brother, him and his brother to, to share the inheritance that their father had left them. And this request remember it comes from a certain social location in Jesus' society. Those who would even have had an inheritance to, to, to fight over in Jesus' society would have been from the wealthy class. Disputes regarding large inheritances they weren't the plight of the poor or the middle class in Judea or Galilee and Jesus didn't view settling disputes between the rich as his purpose the the Jesus of the gospel stood squarely in the Hebrew prophetic justice traditions concern for the poor so rather than settle this dispute for this man Jesus called him into solidarity with the poor through a parable. And the point of the parable is simple. When we find ourselves with more than what we ourselves need to thrive, then rather than building bigger barns to to store that wealth, it's time for wealth redistribution. Remember, it says, I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. I remember being deeply moved years ago while I was reading some of the following statements that I'm going to share with you this week from from James Robinson's book, The Gospel of Jesus in Search of the Original Good News. And this is from Kindle Location, page 72. The human dilemma is, in large part, that we are each other's fate. We become the tool of evil that ruins another person as we look out for ourselves, having long abandoned any youthful ideal We might once have cherished But if we each would cease and desist From pushing the other down To keep ourselves up Then the vicious cycle would be broken Society would become mutually supportive Rather than self-destructive This is what Jesus was up to I am hungry because you hoard food You are cold because I hoard clothing Our dilemma is that we all hoard supplies In our backpacks And put our trust in our wallets Such security Security should be replaced by God reigning, which means both what I trust God to do, activate you to share food with me, and what I hear God telling me to do, to share clothes with you, we should not carry money while bypassing the, the poor or, or wear a backpack with extra clothes and food while ignoring the cold and hungry living in the gutter. This is why the beggars, the hungry, the depressed, are fortunate. God, that is, those in whom Whom God rules, those who hearken to God will care for them. They need, sorry, the needy are called upon to trust that God's reigning is for them. Theirs is the kingdom of God. So Jesus shares his solution in this week's parable every day uh, we face the evolutionary challenge of survival we here in the US have have also been deeply conditioned by our culture to, uh, toward a culture of individualism of independence and self-sufficiency so so even if we have solved the dilemma for ourselves that's usually all we've done we've solved it for ourselves and too often at the expense of someone else intentionally or unintentionally and too often we're told that that some need to go without so that others can have more. But what if this isn't true? What if there's actually enough for everyone? Jesus' solution for the dilemma of survival was more social than individual. He encouraged mutually supportive communities, communities where we we take responsibility for caring for one another. And when we find ourselves having more than what we need for our own thriving, we're called to share that effort extra with those who don't have what they need to thrive. And that's how we all thrive together. When we do this, we're creating a, a new world, setting in motion a world of a different quality. When we share with those whose whose daily needs are not being met today, we're creating uh, a, a a mutuality where if 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 something should happen in the future those who have more than what they need will then share with us uh, we could instead choose to hoard our wealth so that if anything ever happened in the future we just simply take care of it ourselves but but that's not Jesus's solution elsewhere in the Christian scriptures we read in 1 Timothy 6 17 command those who are rich in the present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides for us with everything for our enjoyment. So putting hope in hoarded wealth, that is an option, but Jesus called us to put our hope in each other instead and be rich toward God. That that meant sharing resources with others who are the objects of God's universal love. We can trust God enough to be the people God is calling to share our extra resources today. And we can trust too that if something should happen to us in the future, God will send someone to, to share their extra resources with us. Again, this is 2 Corinthians 8, 13-14. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need so that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality. And and this can be done in a multitude of ways. One of them is taxation. Uh, Consider this example within the early Jesus community. In Acts 4, 32 through 35, it says, All the believers were in were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that uh, in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them and brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. The, the community's practice was in direct response to Jesus' call for those with more than what they needed to sell what they had and, and give it to the poor. And the early church, it practiced a, a form of, of wealth redistribution and, and, and not to, to enrich the church institution per se, but to redistribute that wealth among those in the community who were in need. And, and and what was the result? Well, it wasn't universal poverty. It wasn't that everybody was just now poor, as some people would accuse. Instead, the story says there was no needy person among them. And this calls into question uh, our society today, where, where billions Millionaires exist. Do we want to live in a society where some people have more than they will ever need, while there are others who for whom the vast wealth disparity in our society is lethal. Would we rather live in a society with a smaller disparity between the haves and the have-nots? And how can this week's reading, how can it inform our discussions about a possible, uh, even something like a billionaire uh, wealth tax? But when we talk about economic justice, how can this week's parable inform those discussions? And I don't believe wealth disparity makes a society healthy. I want to recommend to you um, uh, 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 a talk uh, by Wilkinson uh, titled How Economic Inequality Harms Societies. And I'll give a link to that uh, talk in this weekly site. But I believe it's deeply harmful for, for all of us. And I want a society with less hoarding and more sharing, more abundance for all. Heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what are some ways that we can practice sharing our surplus with those in need, starting simply within our own heart groups? And discuss that as a group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. Right where you are, remember, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.